When Leah was in junior high, she was pretty sure she was going to have a successful career in the film industry. So, in anticipation of her future success, Leah prepared a few remarks. I'd like to thank the Academy for this prestigious... for this prestigious award. It is my great honor to be nominated and now be the winner. I'd also like to thank my five children and my husband, Keanu Reeves. That's Leah, prepped and ready to win an Oscar. I'm Dan Meisner, and this... This, right now, is Grown Ups Read Things They Wrote As Kids. How are you doing, Toronto? It is very nice to see you tonight. This is a show where we go back in time to remember the good, the bad, and the awkward parts of growing up. This time, recorded live at the Royal Cinema in Toronto, we have homesick letters from camp, a contrarian position on teen smoking, travel diaries from jet-setting adolescents, and much, much more. This stuff is weird, it is wonderful, and, like Leah's acceptance speech, it is, by definition, premature. So think about who you were when you were a kid, and stick around. When Brian was nine, he went to summer camp for the very first time. Camp lasted a couple of weeks, and while he was there, Brian wrote letters home to his family to let them know what he was up to. Live on stage in Toronto, here's Brian. Let's go back to the real summer of love, 1993. (laughs) July 31st, 1993. Dear Mom and Dad, Well, I'm here at camp, and even though I'm kind of homesick, things are starting to get better. Tomorrow we start hugs, that's a Hebrew word that means activities, and almost everybody says days will go by much faster when they start. But anyways, I'm in cabin 11 with all my friends, and my counselor's names are Jeff, Jake, and Malcolm. My unit head's name is Monique, but we call her Mo. Yesterday we took the swim test and I got the highest tag, and today we saw a good play called The Princess and the Handmaiden. Missing you very much, your loving son, Brian. P.S. For Visitor's Day, please bring me McDonald's. Please include an apple pie and maybe some McNuggets. And mom, your cooking's better than what we get at camp, so I think I'm really going to enjoy your meals when I get home. August 2nd, 1993. Dear mom and dad, even though hugs have started and camp is a little bit better, I still miss you guys. But I hope you will be proud when you hear that at one meal I didn't eat the garlic bread or the pudding. I hope you are proud. Missing you very much, your loving son, Brian. August 6, 1993. Well, things are okay here. How are things back home? I'm sorry you didn't like The Firm. It's not that great when you wait a long time to see a movie and then the movie's not good. I'm trying very hard to watch my diet, but it can be hard sometimes. Yours truly, your son, Brian. August 13th, 1993. Dear Mom and Dad, guess what? I got your postcard from Stratford today. Yesterday I went water skiing for my first time and didn't get far from the dock. (laughs) 
Today I played water polo and I scored a goal for my team. My team won in overtime. My new hooks are land sports, cooking, tennis, and water. In land sports, we have played soccer and football. They are both pretty fun, but I like soccer better. I look forward to seeing you soon, and Mom, have a great time in Vancouver. <laughs> Yours truly, your loving son, Brian. August 16th, 1993. Dear Mom and Dad, guess what? Today I had a blood test. Bracket and a urine sample. You guys would have been impressed with my tiny little owl. Yesterday I went tubing. It's really fun. Saturday I got to do something really funny for the evening program. I'll tell you about it when I come home. How does the garage look? Is it finished? Mom, how was the flight to Vancouver? I'll bet it's weird for Dad to have no one in the house. Jill and I had better start talking about we, what we want for supper when we get home. The canoe trip that I was going on was canceled, but I'll see you two very soon. Yours truly, your loving son, Brian. And then my last letter, August 18th, 1993. Dear Mom and Dad, it's the same stuff here today. For our homecoming meal, Jill and I would like sweet and sour meatballs and rice with lots of sauce. Remember to make them with Sprite. Also, please make a blueberry coffee cake. Today in tennis, we had a tournament and I lost in the first round. Yours truly, your loving son, Brian. P.S. For lunch on the 24th, I would like McDonald's. Thank you. Young love can be a roller coaster of emotions. There are the highs that come along with the beginning of a new relationship, but then, of course, there are the inevitable lows that come when that relationship ends. Our next reader, Caitlin, is going to read a letter that she wrote when she was 13 years old to a boy named Jesse. This is a breakup letter that she wrote but never actually gave to Jesse, which is why we get to hear it tonight. Please welcome Caitlin to our stage. Dear Jesse, sometimes we look back on the week, the month, the year, and the decades, and we wonder why the hell we did the things we did. We wish we could just go back in time, this one time, to fix something we broke. We wish we could do something differently to make your or other people's life happier and better. We can't do that, though. It's just a fact of life. <laughs> Jesse, I can't begin to tell you how confusing everything is right now. I can't begin to tell you how much I wish I hadn't hurt you. I can't begin to tell you how many wishes I want. It's too many to count, too many to comprehend. And when it's too many, it's too hard, too stressful, and too sad to think about. I can't stand to think that most of those wishes have to do with you. 
Sometimes, I wish I hadn't danced with Chris at the preteen dance. <laughs> Sometimes, I wish that I hadn't told you that I didn't like you anymore. Sometimes, I wish I hadn't gotten this involved with you. Maybe that would make everything easier, but there's nothing here to make everything easier. I can't make mine or your wishes come true. I can't stop loving you, but I can't stop thinking about letting you go. I don't understand. I don't know how you feel. You could probably never explain it, but I wish you could. I wish I could do everything to accommodate your feelings. There's that word again, wish. <laughs> when I get to high school, I know I'm going to meet new people, make new friends, and encounter new possibilities for relationships. I don't trust myself, Jesse. You don't know how I am with these things. You know everything about me, except for what I'm like in relationships. <laughs> I purposely didn't tell you. You wouldn't want to know. I was scared that you wouldn't like me as much. Be turned off by the realization that I was a bad person to like, to love. So I'll tell you now, I'll tell you what I'm like. I almost always seem randomly to pick someone and say I like them. If they say they like me, I'll unconsciously make the decision that I like them too. I can't resist it. <laughs> I can't resist the temptation to have someone there beside me all the time. Someone close, someone loving, someone beautiful. If they ask me out, I say yes automatically, not thinking about whether I want to or not. Sometimes I'll realize I didn't want to say yes and three hours later, I'm breaking up with them. <laughs> Sometimes I realize I didn't want to say yes a month into the relationship, breaking it off then instead. Sometimes I begin to really like the person and then I'm grateful I said yes. I love you. I really, truly do. I'm telling you this from the bottom of my heart, but I had to tell you this as well to let you know the real reason why I have to tell you that you and me together just won't work. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to anyone. And I get hurt too. Please believe me. Please don't be upset. Don't be mad and don't hate me. If it makes you feel any better, I'm crying right now writing this to you. <laughs> I was crying every time I told you I didn't like you, every time I told you to leave, every time you talked about some other girl. So I'm not doing this out of cold blood. I love you. I miss you. I'll always be your honey bunny. If you'll let me. Thank you. What Caitlin does not know is that we tracked down Jesse and he is sitting in the back. I'm joking. <laughs> Some journals are private. They're written for nobody other than the person doing the writing. Other journals aren't private, like the ones that you write to your teacher in school. When our next reader, Phelan, was in high school, she had to keep journals in a couple of her classes. And at our Toronto show, she shared two entries, one from her drama class journal and one from her English class journal. Please welcome Phelan to our stage. Thank you. February 23rd. 
I have no idea if I actually have to write a journal for this day, but I might as well. I was sick today. I caught the stomach flu. It was good that I went home when I did, or my breakfast would have been spewed all over your class. <laughs> and I already know how you feel about vomit. Right now I'm watching some crappy Canadian animation. You know this with the sketchy drawings and the artsy storylines? I hate artsy crap. <laughs> God, my stomach feels disgusting. It's probably all that crap I've been eating. Not literally, of course. Okay. <laughs> I'm just being gross now. <laughs> I'm going to stop. Um, and so the second one is, uh, this one is from drama class, and we were asked to write about smoking. October 14th. Smoking. It's your choice. It's not cool, but it's there. <laughs> I remember when I had my first experience with smoking. I was in grade two. <laughs> I was very young, and my 14-year-old babysitter was watching me and my sister... She gave us cigarettes, and we thought we were cool. <laughs> Eventually, we quit. It wasn't like we were addicted. <laughs> it wasn't like we were addicted in the first place, and it wasn't like we inhaled, but we quit. My second experience with smoking occurred when I was in grade six. Uh, my best friend Miranda and I stole half a pack of cigarettes from my mother, and we smoked all of them on my roof. We smoked all of them in a row, so we felt pretty sick. After that, I smoked on and off until grade eight. <laughs> when I started smoking heavily, then I quit. And then in grade nine, I started and haven't looked back. <laughs> Uh, I don't think it's necessarily a good thing, but it's calming. And I have to say, there's nothing like a smoke after dinner. <laughs> I want to smoke now. <laughs> I have never tried to quit, and I, and I have no desire to. I smoke, and that's all there is to it. I can't help it, or nor do I wish to. It's just the way things are, and the way I am. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Phelan, who you just heard, and Leah, who read her Oscar acceptance speech at the top of the show, Leah and Phelan are the co-hosts of a really great podcast called The Secret Life of Canada. Canada is a big, weird place with a lot of untold and undertold history. If you want to better understand this place, check out The Secret Life of Canada. Did anybody in school have one of those assignments where you were given a list of vocabulary words and you had to incorporate those words into a piece of writing of your own? You know what I'm talking about? Yes? So you don't have to woo for it. Just, um, our next reader, Dylan, had one of those assignments. This was written in grade eight. He had a list of words that he needed to include in this composition. We are going to hear the end result right now. See if you can pick up on the words he was obliged to, to include. We're gonna hear a story called Horse Club. Please welcome Dylan to our stage.
My friend Julie and I are starting a horse club. We absolutely adore horses. Since it is a club, we want to have more than two members, not including the horses. <laughs> we were frenzied at the fact that many girls showed up. <laughs> I guess we weren't the only pony lovers in town. We were only looking for a club of about eight girls, so we had to make very good decisions on which girls we would let in. We were a bit dubious at first, <laughs> because all the girls did horse impressions, and they definitely did not sound like horses. I would have let them in if it was a dying cow club, but it is a horse club. The other 50 candidates were really good, and Julie and I had to dwell for a long time on who we would choose. Natalie would be a really good club member because she had the whole My Little Pony collection, and that would give us major reputation points. <laughs> Rebecca was also good because she said her dad owned an expanse where we could ride our imaginary horses. Now that would be a great time. Hannah said she owned a thoroughbred horse. I think she was lying because she always lies, but even if she doesn't have one, she sure knows what a good pony is. We ended up closing down the auditions because we wanted to grab a beer before going to bed. And by then, we didn't feel like starting a horse club after all. Thank you. I think I've got a pretty good idea what the vocabulary words were. Some kids are lucky enough to get to travel and see different parts of the world. And travel can be a great way to experience different cultures and expand your horizons, to become a more engaged global citizen. But the thing is, not all kids see travel in those terms. When Colleen was 12, her family went on a summer trip to Europe. And what we're going to hear now is Colleen's travelogue, kind of a trip diary that she kept as she traveled through Europe, there are four kids, including Colleen, two parents, and one grandma who will be referenced. Please welcome to the Grown Ups Read Things They Wrote as Kids stage, Colleen. July 10th, sunny, Bonn, Germany. I got up at 20 after 7, which is too early for my liking. I had one and a half buns and two cups of tea. We caught a 45-minute train to Koblenz and a two-hour one to Trier. I never threw up the whole time we were on. <laughs> I got over my sickness. We went to a hotel and walked for a while and went to Burger King and had dinner. We went to the church and gardens, zonked out, 8.30 p.m. July 12th, sunny, Kokum, Germany. I got up at 7.30 and did the usual things. We had a bun and two cups of tea. We <laughs> Oh, there's more. We walked the castle and had a tour of it. We had Pepsi and an apple turnover for lunch. We waited and swam while they went on a wine tour. We had another Pepsi. We, we went on a two-hour boat ride on the river. We went out for dinner at a hotel slash restaurant. I had a bath and retired at nine o'clock.
July 15th, sunny, rainy, Munich. I got up at eight o'clock and had one and a half buns, a glass of orange juice and some cheese. We went to Merriamplatz and saw the Glockenspiel. We went to a park and ate our lunch there. I had an ice cream cone, an orange drink and a donut. We went to a museum, but it was like the Ontario Science Center. We went to McDonald's. I had French fries, Coke, hamburger. I had a shower and went to bed at 8.30. July 28th, cool and sunny, Paris. We got up at 8.30 as usual. I had one and a half buns and hot chocolate. <sighs> we took the metro to the Paris Art Museum. It had the original Mona Lisa and the Venus de Milo, plus lots of other paintings. We had a hot dog and a Coke. We took the metro to a dumpy part of Paris. And we didn't find what we were looking for. I had pizza, orangina, and a cone for dinner. I had a shower and washed my hair, bed at nine o'clock. That was a full day. July 30th, breezy, Calais, France. We got up at 8.30 this morning and I had four pieces of French bread and some hot chocolate. All the girls went to the laundromat while the boys went to the war museum. <laughs> we, had a lunch. we had a lunch and then took a train to Dunkirk. We went to the beach until it rained. We took a train back. I had a big and good dinner tonight. We went on the bumper, car, the bumper cars three times. I had a shower, zonked out at 9.30. August 1st, sunny, London. I got up at 8.15 and had two buns and two cups of tea. We took the metro to the bus tours. At 10 o'clock, we got on a real, genuine London double-decker bus for a tour of London. The tour took till 12.30. It was very interesting. We had lunch at Grandma Lee's. We saw Buck Palace and London Science Center. <laughs> we had pizza and orange pop. I read and had a hot bath. Hit the sack at nine o'clock. <laughs> August 17th, cool, Blackpool. I got up at eight o'clock and had an egg, bacon, tea, toast, and orange juice. We went to the train station and got one to Manchester, then got one to York. We went to a hotel and then walked around downtown and on the city walls. Actually, we wasted quite a bit of time. We had fish and chips, but I barely ate any, which is so odd. We went to the hotel until I had a shower. I went to bed at nine o'clock. Purchases. Four postcards, one pennant, cowbells, cowbell keychain, Austrian doll, Paris doll, pen, Shirt, comma, Paris. Shirt, comma, England. Bookmark, Scotland doll, England doll. Um, kilt, blouse, sweater, and one guitar pin. Uh, total, $98.30. But after mom, it was $38.30. Thank you. Colleen wasn't the only reader to share a travelogue. When Asha was in grade eight, she went on a family trip to Turkey. 
And at our Toronto show, she shared a few selections from the private diary she kept as a way to document her experiences. Please welcome Asha to our stage. A quick heads up, Asha uses some cuss words in her diary, which we do not bleep. There's your heads up. Here's Asha. Did I mention that I'm going to Turkey? Turkey equals hot. Hot guys, tan, sand, awesomeness. Oh my god, Polish guys are fine. So hot. Can't wait. And so are German guys. And some Italians. Oh, I'm learning German. I'm so excited. Oh my god, Wednesday, FIFA World Cup, Poland versus Germany. Woo! Go Germany. Poland kind of sucks. I'm Polish, by the way. So I cheer for Germany. They rock my socks. Germany is like an army of hotness. Yeah, so I'm in Turkey right now. Wowza. People here think that I'm very pretty. Kind of freaky. Today's my second day. But the first day was like, wow. I went to go eat, and I don't know why, but all these waiters were looking at me. Then one tried to start a conversation with me. My grandpa thought that the dude was talking to him, and the dude just walked away. Then this one waiter winked at me when we were passing by. He was actually kind of hot. So I checked how I look. Maybe my underwear was showing or whatever? But my legs were together, and my boobs weren't popping out, so what the hell? My hotel is very nice. The room is all right. We have an apartment. There's four beds, three sofa beds, and a queen-sized. Since there was a problem which two people get the bed, I offered to sleep on it, and they'd sleep on the sofa beds. That's a great idea, but other people didn't think so. (laughs) Anyway, the streets in Turkey are so busy. There's, like, no sidewalk, and I almost got hit by a car. One lady actually did. Scary. Well, that's that. (laughs) Third day. Well, some other Turkish dude keeps on trying to talk to me. One problem, I have no clue what the hell he's saying. He keeps on talking in Turkish. I speak Polish, English, and French, but not Turkish. Oh yeah, and also Mr. Hottie Waiter smiled at me. LOL, there's this one waiter that looks like a rooster. (laughs) Same day, evening. Wowza, when people kept telling me that I'm pretty, I thought that they were probably looking at my boobs. But today, when I went to go get a drink at the beach, the dude there kept on staring at me, and whenever I passed by, he kept on trying to say something to me, but I had no clue what he's saying. Then he goes, you are eyes very beautiful. I took it as you have beautiful eyes. That's nice, but he kept on staring at me. But I have to admit, he has beautiful eyes and a sexy smile. But whatever. Then some other dude kept on talking to me. Okay, gotta go. It's 10.57 now. Oh, yeah. And also, my brother sprayed all this juice on me. Yuckers! Ew, my grandma slept in her bed naked, and then I forgot all about it and sat in it. (laughs) Next day. Ah! Bitch. Biatch. Bitchers. I'm so fucking pissed. My brother was putting my skirt into his underwear and rubbing it on his dick. Obviously, I was freaking out. So guess who gets in trouble? Well, to think of it, my brother should. But guess what? He didn't. I did. I got in trouble. Like, what's worse? Freaking out about my brother masturbating to my skirt? I think answer B. Ugh. And then I got in trouble for closing the door. So I said, sorry for closing the door, and he accepted. Now that's way worse. Oh, stupid kid, he always tells on me. He read my diary and told 
go fuck yourself. Sorry, that was to my brother. Anyway, I cannot finish my brother's reading. OMG, Mr. Hottie Waiter spilled milk on my hand. Let me start my story. Well, <laughs> this happened a few days ago, but I didn't have time to write about it. So I went to go get cereal for breakfast, and there, MHW was standing, opening a milk carton. <laughs> he opened it so sexily. <laughs> yeah, so I went to go get milk for my cereal, and I grabbed a carton, and MHW was like, no, and he poured me the milk. He opened it. It squirted, and some spilled on my hand. MHW said sorry, and I was like, it's okay. There's this other waiter, he's cute, but not hot. He invited me to go to a disco with him. He's a really nice guy, though. I have to get a pic with him. And Mr. Huddy Waiter, I'm asleep now. Good night. Thank you. I love how Asha really captured the rich cultural history of Turkey. is grown-ups read things they wrote as kids. Our show was recorded live at the Royal Cinema in Toronto and produced by Jenna Meisner. Olivia Nashmi is our associate producer. Our music is by Poddington Bear and Lullatone. Our closing theme is Oh Dear Diary by Sloan. If you want to know about upcoming live events, the best thing to do is join our email newsletter. Just visit grownups.fm and click newsletter. That way you'll be the first to know when we're coming to your town. That's grownups.fm and click newsletter. Or even easier, use the link in the episode notes on your device right now. I'm Dan Meisner. Thanks for listening. would have been impressed with my tiny little owl.